Okay, so I get puked on regularly. Okay, some kids get nervous and they puke. Don't swim after you had Chick-fil-A. Go on. Do not feed your kid Chick-fil-A five minutes before. I can tell that you had Chick-fil-A because you have the bag and your kid just ate a french fry and then go swim. That's just so heavy. Do they puke on you and then they go, my pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> Today we have Jessica McCoy, founder of Head Above Water Midland, the premier swimming school, and she supports local nonprofits for mm -hmm. children in need. So Jessica, welcome to the show. Hey. Thank you for making time for us. And let's talk swimming with- uh, What do you want to know? Well, I'm more of a waiter myself. Like, do you rock like that? Like waiting like this? Yeah, I mean, as long as my feet are touching the ground, uh -huh. we're, we're in a good spot. Really afraid of the deep end, got it. Not really, I just, I don't want to tread. Yeah, that's work, I don't like work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get it. I want to drink. Same. So you are obviously a an accomplished swimmer uh, you've been swimming you said pr pretty much your entire life yeah so funny story um my parents lied to get me into <laughs> let's start on that note please yeah just bring up childhood trauma I'm totally kidding um so my parents um when they wanted me to learn to swim they were so desperate because both my parents were all right swimmers but my mom was kind of grew up kind of scared of swimming so she put me in the ymca swim program in houston um, which is where i spent the first little part of my life after I was adopted and, um, you know, lied to get me into the six month year old <laughs> or six month swimming class for little kids. And I was only four months old. So it started that long, that little, uh, and then it just progressed. And then as I got older, started swimming for neighborhood swim team, um, which is not a thing in Midland, unfortunately, um, where each neighborhood has their own little mm -hmm. pool and then they all compete against each other. Okay. I've never heard of that. Right. Yeah. It's really big, it's in, big South in South Houston, Texas yeah. and Houston. Yeah. And Austin and Dallas as well. So that's where most kids learn to swim is their neighborhood pool learning mm -hmm. from teenagers. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I was so bad at the, uh, neighborhood swim team that my parents were hoping that I would pick another sport. That's how bad I was at swimming. <laughs> I would purposely disqualify myself by, to get the purple ribbon because purple is my favorite color. Smart. Yeah. Um, and then it just progressed and then ended up joining. We moved to Austin, I think when I was 10 years old and I have a feeling my mom's going to fact check me on that, but <laughs> it was fifth grade, however old you are in fifth grade. And so when we went there, we joined Texas Longhorn Aquatics, which is UT's University of Texas in Austin, their club team. And there I ended up um, actually getting, I was taking part of a relay that made the national age group record wow. um, four times, which was pretty cool. And um, placed top three in the state, uh, I think one or three times, I can't remember. And then I've been placed, I placed top 16 in the nation consecutively since I was 12 years old. And then got recruited uh, by Purdue, Rice, Texas, Texas A&M. Um, yeah, but at SMU, ended up signing with them, um, got a scholarship to go there, graduated, swam on the swim team, then got brought out here. And then I'm currently getting my master's at the University of Texas in Austin for kinesiology, nice. specializing in sports management. Very cool. So I'm doing that outside of swimming. So okay. that's kind of my whole career. Keep What's your favorite stroke? Freestyle. Yeah. Sprinter. I don't like work. Oh, yeah. Tara's a, tara's a swimmer. I was a swimmer. Nice. Yeah. 50 freestyle. Least favorite stroke. Really? No. Oh, what least? Oh, I thought you were like, who doesn't no. like freestyle? That one's easy. Uh, butterfly. Thank you. No, I hate butterfly. Butterfly's hate. terrible. Hate. It's the worst. It really is. It really is. One time at swim team practice, we were doing 
like IMs, but it was so indoor pool. Mm-hmm. It was so hot in there that you could not see across the pool. Oh, the steam. Yeah, and yeah, like that's gross. Right before I got to the wall, I'm like doing butterfly, sucking a bunch of water because uh. I was so tired. And then got out, and I'm like choking down there and like trying to breathe, Always and good. nobody can like see me, and they're like, "Where, where, where is she?" And my coach is hollering, and I'm like somebody please come save my life oh my gosh how ironic that somebody has to save a swimmer (laughs) (laughs) so your swim school Mm -hmm. i was under the impression it was mainly about um you know teaching the the children young children you're not gonna offend me so you can say like how not to like you know they're not yeah, I mean safety basically. You're right? being like, very learning like, to swim. Like, well, how do I say this politely? Well, yeah. I'm just going to sit there going like I don't know the right terminology. Yeah. and so it's like you're teaching children not to drown versus mm-hmm. you're teaching them competitive type of all swimming. of it, all of it, all okay, of it. Okay, so like this is how I differentiate myself from the competition. Okay, so like first off, anyone who's teaching swim lessons is great. Because mm-hmm. they're serving a purpose. Sure. At the end of the day, I could care less what you're doing in your program as long as you're doing it with integrity. You're doing it understanding child development and you're doing it with empathy towards the child. Mm-hmm. And your goal is to keep them safe. But my program is different because I teach the water safety side. Then we implement the practical side of swimming. What do parents actually want to do with their kids in the water? Yeah. Right. Sure. Um, and then once we have shown proficiency with that, that's when we start introducing strokes. And how I usually do that is starting off with freestyle, then backstroke. And then as we progress, we do breaststroke and butterfly, the hardest at the end. Okay. So um, when you're doing our program, like that's why I say, like, I don't I don't know if it's just because I've been in this world for so long with swimming, but to me, it's like there's such a missed opportunity for parents in regards to investing in swim lessons. If you were just having somebody teach your kid to kick to the wall, like, again, it's great that they're serving a purpose in doing that, but like... I'm, I don't know about y'all, but I'm a working parent and like, I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have like the effort and mental capacity to take my kid to everything. Yeah. So like for me, I want to get the most bang for yeah. what I'm doing with my time. True or false. Hmm. You absolutely should not <laughs> pee in pools. Duh. So here's the thing. Oh, she's going to say it's okay. True, true or false. Hit me. <laughs> if you don't want kids doing it, you tell them that the second they pee that, that you're going to see it because you have a marker in the yes. pool and it turns purple, something like that. The reason why we don't want kids to pee in the pool is because um, diarrhea, I don't. I learned this from my pediatrician. The reason why they tell you to shower and not to pee in the pool is because there's bacteria that stays on the skin if you have a gastrointestinal issue, oh. like diarrhea or something like that. Yeah. And unless you use soap and water, it does not come off the skin. Um, but, I mean, you do you. So but, you have those those things in your pool that will turn colors. 100%. Yeah. Don't pee in my pool. Purple. It'll turn that's purple. that's your favorite color. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll just turn purple? Just yeah. turn purple. And nice. it's like a cloud around you. Yes. So then we can see who did it. Yeah. I see. All right, so don't pee in the pool. Yeah, it's gross. Please don't. Actually, right, and also don't don't swim after you had Chick Fil A. Okay. Go on. It is the worst. Okay, so I get puked on regularly. Okay, some kids get nervous <laughs> and they puke. Okay, it okay. is not traumatizing, but what is traumatizing is when you get Chick Fil A all over you. Mm. Do not feed your kid Chick-fil-A five minutes before. I can tell that you had Chick-fil-A because you have the bag on my pool table oh, yeah. outside and your kid just ate a french fry and then go swim. That's just so heavy. Do they puke on you and then they go, my pleasure? 
<laughs> How do your programs work? I was looking on your website and it's broken up by like weeks essentially and, and yeah. lessons per week. So over the course of the last couple of years, I started off just doing like individual lessons because I was a new mom. My kid was six months old. Yeah. Like by the time swim lesson season started, um, so I don't really know what that felt like to be a parent, to like take kids to and from activities. So I just thought low committal, let's just keep it individual lessons. Then as I progressed, my program blew up from 2019 to 2020. Then I got way too overbooked. Um, I just, I, it's kind of funny. My friend Haley Connor, she's a hair stylist here in town. She's like, you should set it up like we do with open mind body or whatever, the mind body mm -hmm. app for your hair stylist or stuff where you, you just put your availability and then people will book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't add in a lunch and I didn't <laughs> think that people were going to book me. So massive imposter syndrome. And that has to do with my self-worth and I've worked on that in therapy. Um, but like, I think I didn't think anybody was going to book me. And I know it sounds asinine. Like when, when you're trying to serve people, I feel like people do come. Well, anyway, I got booked Monday through Sunday. Like it was just, it was terrible. And this was right after I had my, I think it was my daughter when it was just booked Monday through Sunday. And like, I had to be very intentional about how I was taking care of myself yeah. and making sure I was taking care of my heart, my brain, like, all these things. And I learned so much from that. It really put a lot of pressure on me to really take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And now as I progress, now I sell things. I sell uh, five uh, lesson packages over the course of the four to six weeks. You do lessons twice a week on Monday and Wednesday or Tuesday and Thursday. And then we have Fridays to make up any swim lessons because kids get sick mm -hmm. or I get sick, you know? Um, and then we have five lesson packages as well, which take place Monday through Friday at the same time, every single day for a week. Um, generally speaking, I'm able to accomplish the goals of the parent within 10 lessons if they've never done lessons before. So you said you blew up. Was this just a word of mouth monster? Yeah. Or <laughs> That's the best way to put it. There um, you go. I am so thankful for. I mean, I had community about community is great. It, honestly, like, and I could not be where I am today if it were not for people in this town. I have never lived somewhere where people care more about other people than this town. It does require you being vulnerable. I'm going to mm -hmm. be honest. If you're come from out of town and you're just like, huh, I'm from so and so. Yeah, you just need to accommodate me. That's yeah. not going to work here. You're going to be out in six months and nobody's going to purchase from you. Yeah. I was raised that everyone is like, everyone puts on their shoes in the morning, meaning you are no better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Everyone, no matter how important they are, no matter how wealthy they are, your job is to do what you are called to do and to hell with anybody else thinking, judging on you. Yeah. So word of mouth, if I didn't have, it started off with a group of five families um, specifically, and all they did was talk to their friends. Yeah. And I think at the time it was, revol and I don't think revolutionary is the right word, but I think just so radically different for someone who was a mom at the time saying, just show up and I will support you in whatever way you want me to support you. Obviously I have my own boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not like boundaryless, mm -hmm. but I think it's important to just acknowledge other people in this town and just love them for who they are. We need to stop asking people to be different yeah. just because we are uncomfortable with it. So I served those families to the best of my ability. And because of that, 
my business blew up exponentially. I went from uh, actually increased my business by about 83% in one year. And really for me, that's more like six months because of yeah. my swim season. Right, the schedule, yeah. So it was crazy. But um, this year I've kind of cut back on my hours because I want to be more of a present parent. And mm-hmm. I think that's such a hard thing as a parent, like especially with little ones. Yeah. You, <laughs> I, I'm constantly feeling mom guilt, but I, I'm trying to remind myself that I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. And I'm supposed to be the mom that my kid, like my kids are with me and they are, like they were gifted to me in my perspective. And all I have to do is just do what I've been called to do. And for me, that really, you know, I feel like God has called me to do that. And it gives me so much more confidence because I know that whoever is within your child's life is meant to be there because I believe you're supposed to be raised by a village. So except I like to call myself more like the village people, like, you know, a little bit more eccentric. Just not at the YMCA. That's all in your backyard. Exactly. But the more people that you have in your child's life that are safe and supportive of who they were, who they are, Mm -hmm. like you're going to get so much potential from your kid. You're going to see them live up to their potential. And I can't tell you how many parents like will come on my pool deck and like be like, oh my gosh, this is way different than what I thought because, like, this is so much more relaxed because they're so used to, like, the churn and burn of swim lessons. Yeah. And so for parents out there or, or new parents out there, so in your recommendation, how, you know, at what age should Great question. you be looking at teaching? Four months. Yes. Child to swim? <laughs> Lie about your child's age water. to get them in the pool. Okay, so speaking for me, I like, whenever I talk to parents about swim lessons, I assess their drowning risk. So what that means is how often do you go to the pool? Are you a big water family? Have you yourself witnessed a drowning? Would that cause you to be more anxious? Um, Because there are people that have really struggled with that. Um, You know, how often are you going to the pool? What is your lifestyle? That kind of thing. The reason why I do that is because statistically speaking, a person who does not have a pool, and we live in West Texas, and that's a whole other thing about public pools. Um, I need to get, we need to talk to Lori Belong about that now yeah. that she's uh, mayor. But I think it's important for people to have access to public pools for one thing. And then um, I would start as young as you can if your time, money, and resources allow for it. Um, this sport is so frustrating because there's a lot of resources, but not a lot of people that are willing to teach it. Because it can, I see myself as more of an educator rather than a swim instructor. So I take the time to educate the parents about a lot of stuff and you have a more tailored experience. And I think that's important to start as early as you can. But also if you're a low drowning risk, there's a lot of common sense strategies that you can have and Mm -hmm. implement without doing swim lessons at this time. Um, I would suggest for sure planning out your investment because this really is like an investment. even if you don't do some lessons with me, I think it is, it's kind of um, an expense that I think a lot of people don't really prepare for until they're like, oh my gosh, it's March. Yeah, <laughs> We got to do some lessons. So um, understandably, as early as you can start, I like to start around one years old. And if you're a high drowning risk, like you have a pool in your backyard, yeah. I started my kids at six months. And the reason why is because I want them to always respect the water. There's a difference Mm -hmm. between respecting the water and fearing the water. I don't do fear. We don't teach kids. We don't throw people. We don't throw kids in the pool and have them flip over immediately. They have to respect the water before we learn any sort of crazy, you know, those flipping over Mm -hmm. videos that you see. Um, 
it's important for them to understand the safety um, stuff and you can, safety materials that they have to understand in order to progress. And you can start, you start seeing a lot of progress around 18 months, two years old, because they come more online. Okay. So if you're a low drowning risk, I would wait till about two years old. I will say that looking at the drowning statistics, boys are more likely to drown than girls. So kind of take that into your consideration um, when you're planning for the investment of doing some lessons. Um, from ages two to four years old, children are more likely to drown in a pool. From ages 14 to 17, they are more likely to drown in open water. So lakes, uh, rivers, that kind of thing. Yeah. A lot of that has to do with boating accidents mm -hmm. and drinking. So, um, and I, I'm really like data oriented. So that kind of informs what I recommend for families. So long and short of it, start as early as you can if you can afford it. But if you can't, there's no shame in that. And there's also other resources. USA Swimming is the national governing body that um, takes care of basically anyone who wants to get certified. And it's what the United States really looks towards um, in regards to recommendations. And they actually have scholarships for those who can't afford it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, COM actually is the largest uh public or I think they're called technically a, pr a private swim club but they have a lot of resources that I don't I don't have the infrastructure like yeah. I'm a one-man team you yeah. know what right. I mean yeah. but um I love Mr. Swindig over there he's the executive director at COM has been for a very long time I have a lot of respect for that man um weirdly enough he was actually coached at Auburn underneath the men's assistant coach who was at Texas for so many years. So, and I knew that group of people. So even though he's much older than me, sorry, Mr. Swindig, but, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But we know a lot of the same people. And then yeah. Emily Sanchez is the, um, learn to swim director. She's really great. And she, her and I work very closely together because we have a lot of respect for one another, mm -hmm. um, because we're kind of at the same caliber type thing. So, um, her and I are always constantly trying to help. And like, if we have a family that comes in, that's like, we can't get in, like help us. We'll, we'll try and find something for them. If it's not us, we will help point them to a different team or yeah. like a different swim instructor. Um, because we're not always the right person yeah. for them. You know, sometimes we not, may not vibe and that's mm -hmm. fine. You know, it's, it's about finding solutions for whoever you encounter. If you're not the right person to work with, then find someone else who is, but at least be the person that connects them. Yeah. Don't just be like, sorry about you, bro. Exactly. Yeah. And also like you're supporting other businesses. Right. I have mm -hmm. always taken the liberty to without, I don't think, you know, I've, I don't even know if I've reached out to the others, my competitors, but ever since 2018, I have put a list together that I will actively email or text out to someone who make, may not be able to get into my program because they, you know, waited a little bit, mm -hmm. um, or for whatever reason, because I want other small businesses to be successful. Like you can't come into Midland specifically Midland and say, I'm going to hoard all this business for myself and yeah. I'm not going to share any of this. No, like, Oh yeah. You'll drown <laughs> real quick. Hey so if people are wanting to sign up for next spring, like let's say they have a three month old yeah, or yeah, something yeah. or they're going to their child. I get a lot of people who are in. pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, that I'm proactive? not kidding. Yeah, it's it's. Wow, I'm very preschool. You got to nail in your swim instructor. It's true. I called when I found out I was pregnant with my son. I called my now pediatrician who I've been with for so long, Dr. Barbara Wood at Peds in a Pod. She's great. Shout um, out. love her. But I called her the second that test turned positive, and I'm so glad I did. Midland is just a short like to find people that you connect with 
you have to get on it. And I hate that, but if if I had more capacity and like if I was able to take on everybody, I would. Yeah. But I can't. So I encourage people really get into touch. And then so if you want to sign up for next year, um, we start like we start talking to people about okay, well what what do you want to sign up that kind of thing. Um, in September, I send out my schedule every year so that you can kind of say okay, well we know we go you know to a grandparents' house during this week or mm-hmm. something. Um, and what we do is we have people sign up, and by the end of the year. Typically, I'm about 50% full, and that's what we were last year. I was 50% full um, by December of last year for this year. So then as the season goes on, if people are like, oh, man, we have a vacation. During the time we signed up, I make it work. We end up moving things around. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of – I feel like I kind of weed out people that are not kind because of, you know, I I just feel like if you're going to be unkind, like – I True. can really figure that out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll still be kind to you and point you in the right direction. But the people that I work with are so sp- special. Like the the families that I get to teach, that they're all pretty very understanding. And I do not take that for granted at all. So if people need to move things around, we make it very easy. And so this new schedule that I have allows for a lot of flexibility, nice. I feel like. At least that's the feedback I've received. So you're not, so that's the whole thing, right? Like you have to be kind. You have to understand that, you know, Head above water and Jessica. This is not a corporation. No. Right. This is a single <laughs> Never person op- operation. But what I mean, what does the future look like? That I mean, if you're saying by September of this year, mm-hmm. you could be up to fifty percent booked for next yeah. season, next year, right? Like, are you looking to? At what point are you looking to expand? Are you Good looking question. to? You know, I get that, I get asked that a lot, and you know, I have employees now, so okay. like. Um, I have business manager, like I work very, very, very closely, um, with a marketing manager. Um, she actually owns her own company. My friend Savannah, um, Alvarado owns Hancock Hancock, advertising. Her and I are really tight. Honestly, like incredible human. Um, she does all my merch. Oh, your hats, right? Yes. My hats. Oh, we have to talk about that. That's so cool. Um, and my mother-in-law is my business manager and the most incredible person, Jane McCoy, Worked for Wells Fargo for 30 plus years, banker here in town. I could not do it without her teaching me the ropes of business. Yeah. Um, being being dyslexic, like there's lots of things I just don't understand because how my brain works. And math and finances is not one of them. And ha- since I've hired her, that's really been helpful. Um, but as for instructors, like I just I don't know because I have a lot of people coming to me who are other swim instructors that own their own thing. And they're like, how do I hire? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, you know, like you can hire and pay people, but then it's like, I feel like there's just sometimes people are in it because they think it's lucrative, but it's not lucrative if you have the intentions that are like not kind. Yeah. So for me, like, I don't care about what I'm making. Yeah. I care about doing the best possible thing for my kids and then giving back to the community. Like that's what I care about. Yeah. And is that a terrible business strategy? Maybe. <laughs> like uh, I mean, it's, but that's a, I think if it's you're a, wanting that's to your get definition, rich, then, yeah. you know, of Well, but I mean like I I I have not made as much as I think I can probably strike that out, but like I don't I think there's this perception of success mm-hmm. and at the end of the day you should really consider what is success for you. For me, it's teaching as many people as I can can within reason mm-hmm. so that my family life isn't impacted, is not impacted. But 
I think it's beneficial to kind of see what your capacity is and then kind of see, well, what can I do outside of that? So for me, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to hire any swim instructors. I would love to have a facility one day, but we have done all of this on a cash flow basis, which has been incredibly difficult. Um, but it's kept me out of debt. So, and I wouldn't recommend that. I don't recommend doing a business on a cash flow basis because it is incredibly stressful. Um, but it has worked out for me and I feel like it's going to work out for me in the long run. Um, but if you're able to like do a side hustle and then your side hustle is your passion and then use your salary to help fund it, mm -hmm. that's what I did and worked out great. Um, but I'm getting my master's, like I said earlier at, from the university of Texas in Austin. Um, I'm studying kinesiology and with a, you know, uh, one of it's a, excuse me, sports management specialization. And my goal is to maybe be the executor, uh, executive director of COM or cause I would love to serve the community at large. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, or maybe, maybe in like 10 years, I want to do that like very long time because yeah. I love what I do so much. Sure. Um, but here's, I just, a, here's, here's, here's a level of success that you can gauge happiness, your level of stress. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do, like when I, I used to make, you know, like good six figure yeah. salary and things like that, but I was also probably developing an ulcer yes. and sleep. Uh, I was driving her insane with my anxiety. <laughs> Same. Right. Get that. Uh, and so, you know, yeah, there's a level now where like it's, it is stressful owning your own business, running a business. It really is. I don't think people realize how yeah. stressful it is. But it's a different kind of stress, and I feel like mm -hmm. for us, I also sleep like a baby, to, yeah. you know, for the most part. Like, I, he's I, not up at three a.m. pacing around the bedroom. Yes, because you're trying to meet a goal of somebody yeah. else, right. or like getting that like middle yes. of the night email from a, a client that's in the UK and being like not being able to sleep. Hundred percent. Like we don't have the income that we used to. Yeah, but like we still have right? fun. Yeah. Yes. Like we still enjoy life, and, and it, I would rather that than like you know be able yes. to go buy like the latest Louis Vuitton bag or whatever. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and that is something that I had to learn. And I'm so appreciative of my husband because his job at Diamondback has given me the opportunity to have that freedom and that space mm -hmm. to explore. How much do I want to do this? At yeah. what capacity? Because of my husband's support, I would not be able to do this because he is able to encourage me from a place of, hey, I'm doing what I love. I want you to go do what you love, you know, and like with I understand that that's a privilege. Not yeah. everyone has that. Yeah. So for me, again, it goes back to how I was raised. Like it's more important to me to make sure that I understand where that privilege is and what I've been given because of my hard work or because of the people that love me and their hard work and then try to do best and right by them. Like I'm very lucky to have a mother-in-law who knows banking. Sure. So we need her number. Yes, seriously, she's great. <laughs> she's are she's you not so happy cool. With my, no, you're my great. I'm just, she's coming from that uh, business side. Oh, it's okay. just cool. Yeah. Like, and then my husband, like, he's being he's so supportive and he's able to really kind of give me. He's so different than me that I'm able to come to him and say, "I need you to help me get out of my head." Because when you are self-employed, it becomes an art. For me, teaching is an art. Mm -hmm. What I am doing is something that requires a lot of emotional strength for myself so that I can be there and be a safe person for a kid emotionally so that they can receive positivity. Mm -hmm. um, and my husband really helps kind of bring me back in, being like, yes, this is your passion, but let's not make this your personality. <laughs> and that's something I'm trying to navigate right now actively is like, who am I outside of my passion? 
Um, being an adopted kid, you kind of feel like you're kind of floating, yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. you know, nice. in and out of, I don't know, you don't feel tethered sometimes. The merch, you have your hats on your website, mm -hmm. you have your downloadable guides. Yes, everything's printable too. So like these eBooks, mm. they're meant for parents. Like if you don't know anything about how to keep your kids safe, I basically walk you through it. Um, and then I created a water safety coloring book um, that is really cool because I'm really proud of it. I had it, some of my friends are physical therapists and occupational therapists and speech therapists at Midland Children's Rehab, um, which is one of my favorite um, nonprofits here in town. I We love them very much. Um, they also have a dyslexia program for anybody who has dyslexia, so right. pretty cool. But um, I kind of talked to them about creating a inclusive water safety coloring book because again, water safety should be accessible. Um, regardless if you do lessons or not, you should at least have some basic knowledge. And so we, I kind of cr created all of these different types of kids that tell a story about water safety and it's a coloring book. So it's a great way for them to interact and all of our stuff is printable. So you can like either look on it on your phone or you can actually color like on your iPad um, oh, okay. with the color, nice. with the coloring book. So kind of cool if you have an iPad. So. And we're, we're about to just release a hat, a new collection of hats. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out what nonprofit we're going to give to. So stay tuned on that. But, um, I like to do these merch drops because it's a great way to just include nonprofits. Cause that's a big part of my, mm. my mission, um, with this business is just making sure that I'm staying true to really giving back to the community. Cause I have been very lucky and blessed and supported. It's the least I can do. And that goes into the, the hats. Okay. So yeah. I hired Savannah at Hancock. Um, one, she's just a friend of mine too. So I call, I, I just randomly called up her and then I called my friend, Carrie Hawkins, who owns Pearly Gate Designs and her business is just taken off. She does illustrations. Um, she's born and raised in Midland. So is Savannah. And I called, I called Carrie and I said, Hey, I have an idea. I have no idea if this is going to work and I think I might lose some money on it and that's fine. But what do you think if we do a design for a hat and we sell it to go towards a children's charity here in town? And I'm not talking run of the mill children's charity and children, children's charity. And what I mean by that is I'm not looking for a national organization. Mm -hmm. right. All the organizations that I work with and what head above water Midland works with is Midland based started by Midlanders for Midland kids. I mean, you donate a, a, a portion of your, of your proceeds yes. or your revenue yes. to yes. local organizations. Exactly. So last year, what we did is we did, I kind of, I've gotten creative over the last years because I have a minor in uh, nonprofit management. So that's what brought it upon like this whole idea It's kind of like a profit share situation. So Carrie designed these hats and she said, you know, what's really important to me, Jessica is rays of hope. It's a grief center for children. They have an art, they have art therapy, they have like, they do a bunch of things for parents too, for children who have families that um, may have a person who's incarcerated, who has died, suicide, and then they, with COVID, they also um, have been able to support children who have gone through maybe a loss of a parent or someone in their life with COVID. So they just kind of fit the need that I think a lot of people are talk are really scared to talk about mm -hmm. how mental health within this within this country has changed specifically for our children. I think with our type of like older parents, um, I think it wasn't talked about because you just kind of said this is just what life is. Mm -hmm. With a parent with an immigrant background. I know what it feels like to, and not that she did anything wrong. It's just, I was parented 
with the sense of you are your own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. It's your responsibility to take care of it. So if you're struggling, you need to ask for it, but not a, you need to ask for help. But not everyone is given that. There's a lot of shame with people talking about their mental health. Mm-hmm. I struggle with anxiety. I have I struggled with postpartum depression. I struggled with postpartum anxiety. Incredibly debilitating. And if I didn't have my doctor, Dr. Beverly Yee at um, Midland Women's Clinic, sit down with me and say, hey, like I'm, I'm, I think this is what we should do. I would be, I was so ashamed to yeah. go to her. And I'm a huge mental health advocate. Right. And I'm looking at all these mothers who have these, I have moms that have two, two or three kids. Yeah. They have a baby in a stroller in their little doona or like their handheld stroller. They just had a kid. They have other children. It is immensely overwhelming for mothers in particular to carry the load, the emotional, physical, all of the load for our children. And even if you have a really supportive spouse, it's impossible to fully understand the physiological and emotional well-being of what that takes to be a parent, right? So what I try to do is the hat idea, when Carrie came to me talking about Rays of Hope, it made so much sense. And if I have to like let my business be the one that's a sacrificial lamb to say, hey, listen, I'm sick and tired of us shaming children for their feelings, 100% sign me up cut my head off. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, you know, if you need to, if I need to be the person that's going on there, like, and you just, you know, lay the hammer down, that's fine. I will never regret standing up for children being who they are and who they were born to be Mm -hmm. and supporting them in that emotional well being side. I think that this country is really passionate about helping children, but I think so many people are afraid to talk about some serious issues. And I see it in swim lessons all the time. I see children being afraid because it is scary to learn to swim. But I think what's more important is if we talk to parents and say, listen, this is a safe space. You can share with me. You don't have to share with me. If you want, cool. If you don't, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. But I want you to understand that I am a safe place. So the hats hats you currently (laughs) have, they they just say Midland, you know, kind of wavy sort of. Yeah, one of them. So last year, like towards the end of the year, we did one that was just Midland, Texas. And um, but that wasn't our profit sharing one. We did a profit. We tried to do one like design that's specifically meant for an organization where we give a portion of the proceeds to um, a nonprofit. And those were our pump jacks like our pump jack ones and they we, we were sold out in 15 minutes of all five colors Dang. Wow. and we did everything on pre-order and like savannah and i were like well because we had only we had thought okay well we're not gonna like order a ton and yeah. then have it get let down right be in a warehouse yeah somewhere. but we also like had a minimum order and we're like there's no way well it's just like you're booking well, what was funny is when you make something universal, I know, there's the common theme, right? I'm just not going to be successful. It's just like, I don't know. I got to work on that in therapy because like my self-worth, I guess. Uh, but, but then it's fun on the other side of it to be like, oh, wow. But it doesn't it seem real. Cause yeah. it, but honestly, like it's a great gut check because yeah. like if you sincerely just think like, I hope I'm going to create something that I like and I hope people like it. Like it's so much more fulfilling when people do like it and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's cool. But, um, the pump jack thing, like just sold out so quickly and thank goodness for Carrie Hawkins. Cause she's just such a cool human that she did that. And, but this next, we did the Midland, Texas hats, which mostly I just wanted people to see that it wasn't Midland, Michigan. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, <laughs> I get so many phone calls from people from Midland, Michigan. 
Oh, that's asking funny. for swim lessons, and that's an SEO issue that yeah. I think we sure fixed. Is. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did that, and then this next round is going to be really cool. Um, just a little bit more universal. I wanted to create something that anyone in Midland would like mm-hmm. because I wanted people to kind of like draw attention to our website because the idea is for us to sell this merch to bring it back into water safety. Mm -hmm. So if you're purchasing these hats, not only are you supporting our community, but you're also going to have the opportunity to see like, okay, well, there's some digital water safety stuff on here. What is that about? That's kind of cool. But um, like last year, those hats with Carrie, that we made $2,000 and then Diamondback Energy came in and said, we will match that. So we ended up donating $4,000 and Carrie specifically asked if we could put that money towards their art therapy center. So, cause she's an artist. So, um, that was really cool to be able to do that. Midland is a very philanthropic city. Mm -hmm. Every business, I don't know any business in town who does not give back because we care. Right. My husband grew up here. He says that, you know, back in the eighties, everyone was saying like, well, it's just a dust, you know, dust town. It's going to close up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you know, how much effort do we really need to put in it? And I'm not going to go on to the whole uh, park situation that was denied, but we have to invest in this community and we have to have businesses stand up and say, I want to be here. And God forbid the oil and gas industry gets shut down tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We can go to bed saying at least we invested in our community. Mm -hmm. And what's more important to me is investing in kids. Adults, that's not my gig, okay? <laughs> that's fine. That's fair. If yeah. you want to work with like adult programs and nonprofit, that's beautiful. That's yeah. not my spiritual gift, okay? When it comes to kids, we need to give them every opportunity to be successful. Have it be parks that are accessible for both children in wheelchairs and disabilities. Mm-hmm. To have baseballs, baseball fields that are available to any child. To have a park that should be implemented and developed but was voted down. We have to think about that. Yeah. We are losing quality employees because we don't have people in this community that are willing to put where their money where their mouth is. Mm-hmm. Okay? So like when we have a company that is willing to donate a lot of money to make it happen because they are seeing the realities of losing out on another oil company saying, "Oh, well hey, we live in Houston or Dallas." Yeah. You know, my kid can go to a fancy school in Houston and Dallas. My kid can do There's a million more than one sports. Museum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's more restaurants. No, okay. If we want to change that, you have to spend money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. So for me, like, if I I'm not a big thing. Okay. Like my business is small, very, very, very small. But if I can do something and rally, I got a big mouth. In case you haven't told, like, figure that out. <laughs> but like, all I can do is honor my perspective as a mother within this community, as a woman within this community, and as an educator within this community and say, listen, I have lived in the three largest cities in this state. Mm -hmm. And I love Midland more than my own hometown. I Mm -hmm. consider Austin my hometown because that's where my adolescence was. I love this town more because of the people. And if we are unwilling to advance this city, and there's so much traction right now. So much traction. If we put a halt to it, we're failing our kids. Mm-hmm. And it's not about us. I don't know if that's just a Methodist side of everything, but I'm very Methodist. And we're very much about 
giving back and serving others. I don't, I see myself as a vessel. I don't see myself as needing to fulfill my own desires on this earth. Mm -hmm. My job is to be a vessel for serving people. So I don't know. And I, I just feel like if you serve others and you have a positive intention and you have a genuine, sincere intention to do what you were called to do for me, I feel like God has called me to do this and it has scared me to death to do it but I've done it. Yeah. And I'm encouraging anyone who's a small business owner, if you are scared to death to do something like do whatever you got to do to make that first step for me, me and and my husband got drunk on tequila and we said, all right, let's do it. Okay. Again, I'm Methodist. We drink. So. (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for being here today. And, um, educating us thanks for having me check out your website we'll link it in the description you can uh book still book for your child to get swim lessons you can buy hats yes upcoming hats and if i'm not a good fit for you have it be because of your schedule or whatever like i'd be happy to point you in the right direction to other swim programs in town um and if you're needing some financial assistance for swim lessons i'd be more than happy to point you in the direction of usa swimming's um, scholarship oh very cool so I like, I see myself as a resource, so use me. <laughs> All right, well, hit Jessica up. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, thanks again Thank for being here. It was we so fun. Yeah. All right, we'll see you on the next one. Okay. Bye. Bye. Boom. <laughs>